0: You are listening to Mystery Media Group. Yay! I'm here to tell you a story that will make your hair stand on end. Grab your favorite blanket and cuddle up because you're listening to Jill's Chills. Marie Laveau is a legendary former voodoo queen of New Orleans. She is a character in American Horror Story portrayed by Angela Bassett. Her status in the voodoo practice is equivalent to that of the supreme in witchcraft. At the height of her power, Marie fell pregnant by her lover Bastion and could not accept the idea of death. Papa Legba appeared to her one night, offering her immortality in exchange for her soul and performing a service for him once a year. Believing their agreement to be of a sexual nature, Marie agreed to the terms and became immortal. Only after giving birth to her daughter, did she learn that the service required her to sacrifice the soul of an innocent to Papa who appears to collect the newborn infant as part of their agreement. After pleading with Papa to take her immortality away, Marie is forced to hand over the child and cries as she watches Papa depart with her daughter. In 1834, Marie arrived at the Lalaurie house to exact revenge on Madame Delphine Lalaurie for torturing Bastion, her lover. She tricks Delphine into drinking a love potion that will supposedly ensure her husband's fidelity, but it is, in fact, a vial of her tears that causes the Madame to pass out from pain. Marie discovers Bastion's corpse in the attic and tearfully embraces her deceased lover, disfigured from having a bull's head attached to his face. After Delphine regains consciousness that night, Marie and an angry black mob are gathered outside waiting for her. When she demands the return of her family, Delphine is shown the strung-up corpses of her husband and three daughters, who were tortured and killed by Marie as retribution. The latter reveals that the potion Delphine drank cursed her with immortality, and her fate is to be buried in an unmarked grave for all eternity. At Marie's command, the mob gags and chains Delphine, sealing her in a coffin that would lie undisturbed for centuries to follow. By 1961, Marie is managing a hair salon known as Cornrow City. Cora, one of her employees, reveals that her son Henry is attending an integrated school. Marie expresses doubts about the white citizens being happy about this, and her words are proven to be true when Henry is lynched by three white men. In retaliation... Marie performs a ritual to raise an army of the undead, sending them after Henry's murderers and brutally killing them. Around this time, conflict rose between the voodooists and a local witch coven. The feud lasted for about 10 years until Marie and Supreme Anna Lee Layton sign a truce in 1971, detailing that neither side is allowed to cross into another's territory. So that is the story on coven. Marie Laveau was a real person. And there was a longstanding rumor perpetuated by many tour guides to this day in New Orleans is that Marie was a hairdresser, despite the fact that there is no archival evidence that she ever was. Perhaps the explanation for this rumor is simplistic in nature. Perhaps it was a cover story used by some of the elite women on Marie's large client list who may have been concerned about associating with a scandalizing voodoo priestess regardless marie would go to their homes to perform her tasks while there she would earn favor with the slaves by giving them charms prayers and even spells in return the slaves would tell Marie secrets about their masters in which marie used this information to captivate or fool her clients with the incredible insights that the spirit shared with her and she of course was always willing to help with any issue for a fee With her unique blending of voodoo rituals and Catholicism, it did not take long before Marie Laveau became known throughout the city as the voodoo queen of New Orleans. So the Congo Square, on Sunday after mass ended, slaves were free for the rest of the day due to the regulations of Code Noir, which translates to Black Code. Thousands of enslaved people and free people of color would venture to Congo Square located in the back end of the French Quarter in what would have once been wilderness and untamed swampland. There, they could trade or barter for goods and visit with family members who have been sold to other slave owners. They would celebrate with songs, music, dancing, and rituals till the night sky fell. Trained by voodoo practitioner, Dr. John, Marie Laveau quickly became a successor as well as the main attraction at the center of the square. She would lead in chants, sell cures and charms and uh, gather intelligence for the latest scoop on her elite clients. Marie was also known to walk around with a boa constrictor draped over her shoulders, and the snake's name was Zombie after the serpent deity, Lee Grand Zombie. Slaves were known to gather together, praise and shout, Queen Marie, Queen Marie, as a rally cry for all to hear. So basically, all these elite people, very wealthy clientele would come and they would want bells and things from her. And she also had this hairdressing shop, so she could like have that as a front for these things. And she would also have them pay her to come and watch these sacred rituals. Marie welcomed her numerous wealthy clients to Congo Square to bear witness to the sacred rituals, charging them a ticket of sorts for the consultations ranging from spiritual healing and herbal remedies to fortune telling. Voodoo was a business for Marie Laveau, but at the same time she was known to be truly compassionate and she would often visit the hospitals of the city to help the poor and sick with her remedies and prayers. The ghost of the Marie Laveau house, you can actually visit the Marie Laveau house. Um, About 1875, Marie became sick and confined herself to her home on Rue St. Anne. According to various newspaper accounts, Marie was so sick that she rarely emerged from St. Anne by the end of her life. The original Marie Laveau house was torn down in the year 1903, and the new structure was built on the same foundation as the original, making some believe that the residual energy from Marie Laveau still calls this location home. People have claimed to have seen her walking down St. Anne Street wearing a long dress, her trademark tignon, a turban headdress, which supposedly had seven points folded into it to represent a crown. She was the queen of voodoo after all. Marie's spirit and those of her followers are known to still perform rituals at the site of her old house. One source even claims that the rituals often include animal sacrifices for protection. The home is now used as a vacation rental. A few years ago, a couple decided to come to New Orleans for a a relaxing vacation and thought it would be interesting to stay at the site of the old Laveau house. After touring the French Quarter for a while, they returned to the house for the night. Later, sounds of chanting and even drumming cut through the silent night, and the couple wrongfully assumed the noise was coming from outside. The husband checked outside to find nothing but the dead of night. Curious, he walked around the block and towards the park, but still found nothing but silence. When he entered back into the house, he came to the realization that the sound of the chanting and drums was emanating from the living room. The couple, unnerved by the strangely eerie experience, decided they weren't going to sleep there that night and promptly left. Upon returning the following morning, they walked to the center of the living room where the wife noticed a single pristine feather laying on the floor. The couple checked all the windows in the house, but they were all locked shut. Needless to say, they never returned. So apparently, a single pristine feather was Marie Laveau's signature object and is considered to be a great relic among voodoo practitioners. Feathers are believed to bring the one who discovered it great luck. On the other hand, if it had been discovered on one's pillow... It is said that the feather will bring you grave sickness or even death. According to the legend, this ritual involves the placing of a chicken's head into the victim's pillow. As time goes by, the hex takes hold, producing a single feather on top of said pillow. One man recounted his stay at the house, recalling that he had just woken up from a nap when his gaze landed on a shadowy figure standing in the corner of the room glaring at him. Another account comes from another visitor of Marie Laveau's house. She remembered waking one morning on her second night at the house, and suddenly she became frightened as she was physically unable to get up as if someone was holding her down. These two did not find feathers on their pillow, however. The legacy continues with Marie Laveau II. So her daughter looked a lot like her, and so some people thought maybe she was immortal. After Marie I died in 1881, the Queen's lookalike daughter, Marie Laveau II, followed in her mother's footsteps and took over the family business. And Marie II looked so much like her mother that people in the city who saw her thought that the Queen had been resurrected from the dead, and maybe Marie Laveau was even immortal. Marie II, unlike her mother, was rumored to embrace the darker side of voodoo. She was known to throw extremely wild rituals around New Orleans, and she capitalized on her mother's success and grew her audience. Celebrations on Bayou St. John became the perfect venue for Marie II to perform. Marie II made sure that the tourists knew about all of these rituals, but the St. John's Eve was different. It was a sacred, strictly locals-only event. There are some places that you can visit in New Orleans to try to find the spirits of Marie Laveau. Congo Square is a hot spot. Her house, you can go there, Marie Laveau's house. It's still on St. Anne Street. St. Louis Cemetery, number one. So you have to go on a tour to enter there, but her tomb is there. Another place to go, Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo. It's a shop you can go to and you can see all of these things and learn more about her. Supposedly that's haunted as well. And Bayou St. John, which is where she would do a lot of those sacred rituals. If you have any interesting stories that you would like me to tell, you can reach me at Jill's Chills Podcast on Instagram. Please send me a message. I'd love to hear from you all. This is a production of Mystery Media Group. Yay!